KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah HaShavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. In the end of Parashat Balak, we have the terrible story of Bnei Yisrael becoming involved with the daughters of Moab. The story reaches its climax when Pinchas sees an act going on that he simply could not tolerate. He took a romach type of a spear and he simply killed both the man and woman involved, the Jewish man with the women of Moab. And of course, this continues, the story of Pinchas is the beginning of next week's parsha. This halacha, this event is called in the Gemara, a case of Kanoim Pogimbo. Kanoim might be translated as zealots, who took as it were, the law into their own hands and killed the violators. This halacha may be a mitzvah, may not be a mitzvah. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafpei Beis Aleph, mentions this story and says a very interesting halacha. The Gemara says, it's true that the halacha of Kanoim Pogimbo exists, namely that the zealot took the law into his own, in his own hands is true, but the Gemara has one great caveat. Habeli Melech Ein Morimlo. If a person comes to ask a question, we would not tell him what to do. In Yiddish, there's a famous expression as minfrekt es is treif. If a person already has to ask a question, it's probably treif. Of course, that phrase is not our concept at all. It's just a general, perhaps whimsical comment that when a person has a problem in the, in the kitchen or wherever, and he asks a shagla, it's probably treif. But, but the, the source of the phrase might really be here. Habali malech in marimlo. If a person asks a question, we would not tell him to do. The Gemara goes on to say, not only would we not tell him to do so, but if Zimri, Zimri is the villain in the, in the story, the one who was involved with the Moabite girl, so if Zimri would turn about and kill Pinchas, it would be considered legitimate self-defense because Pinchas is considered a rodef, Pinchas is considered as someone who comes to kill Zimri, and therefore Zimri is somehow legally entitled to kill Pinchas. This sentence seems to imply that what Pinchas did is not so meritorious. The if you would ask a shayla, we would say, probably not to do it. 
if Pinchas is indeed considered a Rodef, then it shows that something is really wrong with this. So, really, there are three possibilities, at least, to explain the law of Kanoim Pogimbo. One is, it's not a mitzvah. Yes, there is a special permission, not within the realm of halacha per se, that Pinchas, who does it, is not considered viable, is not considered uh, responsible for his act, for his act, and the murder of Zimri would be considered somewhat legitimate, but it's not a mitzvah. The second possibility would be, not only is that a mitzvah, it's an improper action. It's wrong to do it. But nevertheless, we won't punish Pinchas for doing it as it were in a fit of, in, in, in a fit of anger. The third possibility is perhaps it is a meritorious thing to do. Not only that, it might be a mitzvah. But it's not a mitzvah that Bethan would get involved in. It's a mitzvah on the Kanoi himself, but not a mitzvah that Bezdin could be involved in. In the Gemara, I said, it's not so clear. The Gemara could be interpreted in different ways. The Ran in Sanhedrin, when that Gemara, has a very interesting phrase. The Ran says, Afa Pishahu Birshusarose, he said, even though what Pinchas did he has Torah authority and Torah permission to do so. He's doing it birshus. And he goes on to say, Vigam shehu mitzvah bedavar. Inherently, it is a mitzvah. Theoretically, one could read the Ran saying even a little different phrase. I read the Ran as saying, Vigam shehu mitzvah. Perhaps one could suggest that the Ran says, V'gam shehu mitzvah, he is commanded. Be that as it may, the Ran certainly implies that there's a mitzvah badavar. And nevertheless, he says, Eina achen neragalav. Still, even though Pinchas is involved in a mitzvah, it is a mitzvah, but Zimri nevertheless would be allowed to kill Pinchas if he could. Me'acha she'ein oseh birshuz bezdin. Because what Pinchas did is extra halachic in a sense. It's meta halachic because, on one hand, if you would go to Bezdin, Bezdin would not tell you to do it. So it's not within the rishus of Bezdin. Nevertheless, he himself has the authority to do so, and therefore, it's not considered as a regular case of a rodef. In a case where one person really attempts to kill another one. Reuven is running after Shimon to kill Shimon. Then anyone who comes to kill Reuven would be considered culpable. Even if Shimon would turn around and kill Reuven, he would be, he would be culpable. Because it's an act of murder. What, what Reuven did is certainly legitimate. Not only is it legitimate, it's a, it's a, reshu, it's a mitzvah. A mitzvah that had he gone to Bezdin, it actually, obviously happens very quickly. But if he had gone to Bezdin, Reuven, Bezdin certainly would have approved this action. So therefore, the Ran says, anyone who kills Reuven is really culpable. Reuven has a legitimate right to kill Shimon. But in this case, the Pinchas does not have Rishus of Bezdin to do it. 
Reuven was acting on his, uh, Pinchas was acting on his own initiative. Since, although it's a mitzvah, although it's legitimate, not only is it legitimate, it's a mitzvah, nevertheless, if Zimri would kill Pinchas, it would be legitimate. The Ryan goes on to say something else. The Ryan says that normally, when a person is a Rodef, he is attempting to stop someone from doing an Avera. The classic case of, of Rodef is that I'm trying to stop somebody from committing murder. When I do that, not only am I doing it to save the life of the intended victim, but I am also stopping the attempted murder, the murderer himself, I'm, I'm saving. I'm saving him from doing an Avera. And he has a choice. He could stop and refrain from the action, and therefore nobody would get killed at all. In our particular case, when Zim, when Zimi was involved with the Moabite girl, the Ran says it's not done. Pinchas's action was not Latzilo Minhavera. It's not an action which, in order to prevent Pinchas from to prevent Zimi from doing the Avera, one could posit, as the Ran himself says, because he already did the Avera. He was actually caught in flagrant electo. And therefore, he was, he was already involved in the Avera, and you wouldn't save him from the Avera. One could also argue, the Ran's position is different, that we would have to question, what is the actual Avera of Ba al-Aramis? A person has relations with a non-Jewish girl, what exactly is the nature of the Iser? This is not what the Ran raised. The Ran just raised the uh, suggestion that Pinchas saw that Zimri had already transgressed. So what the point of killing Zimri is not to save him from the Avera, but the Ran uses an interesting phrase, La Selsponakama. It's to revenge. The revenge what? The revenge the Chil Hashem that was created. The desecration of the name of God was created by what Zimri did in front of Bnei Yisrael. Such an act, Pinchas felt, required revenge. And therefore, the Ran says, Therefore, anyone else, Zimri specifically, who turned around and killed Pinchas, would be a legitimate action. The, the issue involved here is Nakama. But the important point for us is that the Ran says this act of Pinchas is an act of mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah of nekama. It's a mitzvah of revenge, which is a mitzvah, but not a mitzvah of Rishus Bezdin. It's not a mitzvah that Bezdin would give him permission for. As we saw in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, on which the Ran comments, the Gemara there said, Halacha ve'en Moim came. There is indeed a halacha, and the Ran says it's a mitzvah. But Ein Moim Kain means it's not Birshus Bezdin. It's not something that Bezdin authorized. It's not that it's something that Bezdin would authorize. An opinion opposed to the Ran is written in the Sefer called Toldos Adam Vechava of Rabbeinu Yerucham. Rabbeinu Yerucham is an important Rishon from Provence. Unfortunately, his sefer has never been printed in a in a modern type of print 
with notes, with comments, and the only addition we have is rather unwieldy and difficult to use. The This particular point of the Sefer is found in the, 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 in the part of the book that's called Meisharim, in Netiv Shloshim Be'echad, in the 31st section of Sefer Meisharim, and it says there, if Pinchas had been killed by Zimri, as the Gemara said, Zimri would not have been considered liable, but the Ram said, although it's a mitzvah, it's without Rishus Bezdin. The Rabbeinu Yeruchim said, Ki eino mitzvah lahargo, again I could read it, Ki eino mitzvah lahargo, Ela Rishus Alma. There is no mitzvah, perhaps it, we could interpret it to mean he was not commanded to do it, but it's permission. In other words, the permission means that if Pinchas did it, so he's not considered liable, he's not considered kabbal, but it's not a mitzvah at all. So it does seem to be a machlokas between Rabbeinu Yerucham and the Ran, whether there's a mitzvah at all involved. The Ran said clearly that's a mitzvah, but without Rishuz Bezdin, and Rabbeinu Yerucham said it's not a mitzvah at all. It's only, it's only a, a heter. The Rabbeinu Yerucham then goes on to say, if Zimri had killed Pinchas, then Zimri is liable. But if somebody else had co- killed Zip, killed Pinchas, not Zimri, somebody else wanted to save Zimri, and therefore he killed Pinchas. So there, the Rans, the Rabbeinu Yerucham says clearly then that person would be put to death. Ki lav rodef mamishu, ki nasan la rishus lahargo. Pinchas is not considered really a rodef. It's true that Zimri could kill Pinchas, but no one else could kill Pinchas, because Pinchas wasn't a rodef. In a normal case of a rodef, anybody who kills the rodef is, is legitimate, and perhaps merit-worthy. But in our case, since Pinchas had this unique status of being not a Rodef, but he had Rishus. Therefore, the Ran said, Zimri could kill him because there's no mitzvah. But no one else could kill Pinchas because he was in an in-between stage. He was not a Rodef. He was not doing a mitzvah. He had Rishus. The Rambam in Hilchos Isurei Bia discusses the laws in general of having relations with non-Jewish people. The Rambam says, if a person has relations with a non-Jewish woman, and it was done publicly, publicly means with ten people present, the Rambam says then, im pagu bo kanoim, he puts it in a very passive phrase, if the kanoim had killed him, then they are praiseworthy, they were very um, skillful, adept, zaris in doing this mitzvah, in doing this act. So the Rambam did not use the phrase of Rishus, the Rambam did not use the phrase of mitzvah, the Rambam somehow, somehow said, Mishubachim Uzrizim, they're praiseworthy. And the Rambam says, The source for it, the Rambam said, was given to Moshe B'Sinai. 
some proof to, to this, although he does not use our case as the main source for the halacha, he says this is a proof that it's true. What happened? In our case, the Ravid on the spot says, the Ravid said, when the Rambam said that it's a praiseworthy action, that I could understand in the case where the people involved in the sin were actually warned. The concept called Hasra'a. But if there was no Hasra, then we would not say Pinchas's act was praiseworthy. Now, the Raifid somehow thinks that the Hasra is part of the entire story here. Now, Hasra usually only applies to cases where Bezdin is involved. This seems to be, as I said, a meta-halachic. I really meant a meta a Bezdin approach. It wasn't done through Bezdin. So, why would you really need Hasra? In fact, one of the commentaries in the Rambam, the Magid Mishnah says, if somebody did something intentionally, perhaps you don't even require Hasra. Hasra is only required for, for Bezdin to put someone to death. But here, there's a different halacha completely. It's not within the concept of Bezdin. So, Pinchas killed Zimri. So, I don't know, and then the Magid Mishnah does waver a bit. It could be, there was Hasra, hard to tell. Apparently, the Raiva disagreed with the Rambam and thought what Pinchas was doing was actually an act of Bezdin. Without consulting Bezdin, you are allowed to be Bezdin by yourself. But the Raiva thinks you have to give him Hasra for first, in order to be part of Bezdin. So, if that would be true, one could posit that the Raivet disagrees completely with what we've learned so far, and said, if you do not give Hasra, then what you did is really wrong. A Kanoi has no right at all to be involved in such a case unless he gives Hasra. Alternately, one could suggest that according to the Raivet, there are really two halachas. There's one halacha with Hasra and one halacha without Hasra. If there is Hasra, according to the Raivid, if the if if Pinchas had gone to Zimri and warned him and told him not to do it, then what Pinchas did would be called Meshubach, would be called praiseworthy. Perhaps the Raivid might think that if Pinchas had not informed Zimri, but he just took the law into his own own hands, as it were, without the concept of working within the idea of Hasra and some sort of a Bezdin, then the Ravid might think it's also legitimate. The Ravid might not think that it's wrong. He might think it's legitimate, but it wouldn't be called Meshubach Vizaris. The Rambam's praises to the person who did it might not apply in the case where there is no Hasra. Now, we really should try to understand, in our case, was there Hasra or was there not Hasra? It doesn't seem to say in the Torah any place about Hasra. The Magid Mishnah points it out. 
and says, I don't found Hasra. Maybe there was Hasra. It's hard to tell. The Ran in Sanhedrin refers to a Gemara a few lines later on that page in Sanhedrin, that page Beis Amralaf. There the Gemara says that Pinchas indeed did come to Moshe. And he saw what happened. Pinchas saw the action and remind, reminded himself of the halacha. Allegedly, what halacha would he have reminded himself? Apparently, the halacha of this halacha of Aramis Pogimbo. So, if Pinchas remembered the halacha, so obviously this halacha preceded the story of Pinchas, and that's probably the reason that the Rambam said it's a halacha of Sinai. This was a law that was known, but the proof is from the story of Pinchas. But Pinchas apparently himself knew this halacha from before, from the case of what he remembered in his in in his mind. Ra Masev and his So then the Gemara says that Pinchas saw, and he came to ask Moshe. He came to speak to Moshe, and he said, "Moshe, isn't there such halacha?" And Moshe said, "Kayana diigarta ihu laavi pavanaka." The person who brought the envelope should take the message. The hint being fairly clear that since you are the messenger, you brought the, the halacha, therefore you should be involved. If that's true, then the simple interpretation would mean that Pinchas asked Moshe and Moshe gave him permission. Now this seems to contradict the Gemara that said before halacha ve'emorim came, that if you go to ask a we would tell him not to do it. Theoretically, one could say there are two different opinions in the Gemara. You could say this is a machlokas. If it's halacha ve'ein morim came or halacha umarim came, you might really say that this opinion thinks that you should ask a shayla and the shayla should be answered in the positive. Whereas the previous opinion said if you should do it without asking a shayla or you could do it without asking a shayla, it might be a mitzvah, it might be rishus, it might be mishubach, but you can do it without a shayla. But if you ask a shayla, it's strafe. The Ram says, how could Moshe say to Pinchas? But we said, you, if you ask a shayla, you do not give an answer. The Ram obviously assumed that there's no machlokas nigmar. Everybody agrees that Be'al Aramis Kanoim Pogimbo is a halacha. Ve'en Moim came. But Bezdin would not be involved. According to the Ram, let's remember that it's a mitzvah, but not a mitzvah that Bezdin would tell you to do. So how could Moshe do it? So one answer of the Ran was Moshe indeed did not tell him to do it. Moshe, Pinchas merely mentioned the halacha and Moshe basically refrained from an answer. A moim lokain might mean that I don't try to dissuade him but I don't try to persuade him. I won't answer yes, I won't answer no. Moshe was rather ambivalent and did not give a clear-cut answer. The second answer of the run, Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu 
that Moshe indeed did give Pinchas permission, but he gave him permission because he of a a temporary temporary suspension of the law, what we call Horasha, because of the particular events in that time, Moshe did indeed answer. But in general, the halacha would be halacha ve'en Morim came. In this case, even if Moshe did tell him to do it, but that would have been considered Horasha. Now, what's the real understanding of this halacha? We said it is a mitzvah, it's not a mitzvah, it's a rishus, it's meshubach. I'd like to explain something that I heard many years ago from Rebaran Salavechik, and it's printed in his Sefer on Chumash. Rebaran quoted the Pasukin Vayechi that Shimon Velevi Achim Klei Hamas Mecherotehem in the bracha of Yaakov to Shimon and Levi, Yaakov said, I don't want my name mentioned in them because they have within them a midah, a characteristic that I find repugnant. And that midah, that characteristic is kanos, to be a zealot, to be vengeful. And therefore he didn't give them a bracha. Their bracha really was not given by Yaakov, Zohar says the bracha was completed by Moshe in Vezos HaBracha. And the Yaakov really wanted that his name not be mentioned in connection with acts of vengeance. I don't want my name mentioned in acts of vengeance. And the Zohar, quoted by Rav Aaron Salavechik, said, Is Kanos, is this vengeance considered meritorious? Or not. On one hand, Yaakov refrained from giving a bracha to Shimon and Levi because of their characteristic of vengeance of Kanos. But on the other hand, Moshe did give them a bracha. So the Zohar answered, it's a midah the sitra that smala the shechinta. It is a characteristic, it's a, a value, a midah, but it's the left hand of the shechina. It's in the left side of the shechina. And this mida is only to be used in rare occasions. Rebbein pointed out, I'll mention briefly, that most people are, le- are right-handed. You use your left hand when your right hand doesn't function properly. The Zohar might mean that there are midos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that are to be used normally. They are the midos on the right hand of the Shekhinah. The Midas that we know in the Yud Gimel Midas, Kel Rachum, Vechanun, etc. But there are Midas on the left side of the Shechina that should not be used in normal circumstances, may only be used under very, very unusual circumstances. And who is to determine when they're to be used? According to one piece of Yerushalmi that Rebaran quoted, Pinchas was Eliyahu, Pinchas had Ruach HaKodesh. Pinchas had an innate knowledge of proper action to do. A person who has Ruach HaKodesh, a person who's reached such a spiritual level, can, under rare occasions, on rare occasions, employ this Midah of Kanos. Pinchas was legitimate in what he did. But a person has to know himself well and to understand his motives, to know what his spiritual makeup is, 
to know if he is really has kavana l'shem shemayim. The Yerushalmi quoted implies that only a person with Ruach HaKodesh, a person with that special spirit within him, can determine what to do. Therefore, we would understand that you can't ask a shayla, because no one else can really know who you are. The person who goes to Bezdin, Bezdin cannot answer this question. Do you have Ruach HaKodesh? Are you on such an unbelievable spiritual level that perhaps how many people have attained in the history of the world? Pinchas Eliyahu, who were the Kanoim in Tanakh, they had this special characteristic. It's not one that the person can take into his own hands. Therefore, if you ask a Shaila, if you have to consider it, if you have to think about it, it can't be. It can only be that special, unique person like Pinchas, like Eliyahu, who can even imagine that they could reach the levels of Pinchas and Eliyahu, who could do it. And for them, it might indeed be, as we said before, Zariz Meshubach. It might even be considered a mitzvah. But nevertheless, you can say there's Rishus Bezdin. Although we've pointed out that Kanoim Pogimbo may be meritorious, may be a mitzvah, nevertheless, it leaves a stigma and it leaves some sort of a heavy, heavy burden on the soul of the person who is involved in doing it. Only a person who has, as we said before, Ruach HaKodesh, some sort of special, unique quality can be involved in such a thing and nevertheless it may affect even him. The Nitziv has an unbelievable perush in the beginning of Pinchas. He says that the bracha to Pinchas is lachein emor hinanino teinu ad briti shalom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu hu yodea machshavot. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can read the heart, knows the thoughts of every human being. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew who was the true kanoi and who not. And therefore he knew that Pinchas was an, a true kanoi, one about whom that we could say, like Eliyahu, like someone who had Ruach HaKodesh that could be involved in such an act. But nevertheless, we're worried about the ramifications of the act on his very person. Therefore, the brach of the Torah must be, I'll give him the special covenant of peace, that he can live at peace with himself, that he can live at peace with others, that people do understand what Pinchas in his unique situation did. And therefore, the bracha for Pinchas is Briti Shalom, the covenant of peace. This, of course, is something unusual that we find in the Torah in other contexts as well. The Nitziv points out that the mitzvah of Irani Dachas, the mitzvah to wipe out an entire city, which seems to be as vengeful an act as possibly can be done, and of course, according to the Gemara, in one place, the Gemara says, The actual case never took place and never will take place. But nevertheless, it's Torah and we learn it. The Nitziv pointed out that the bracha of after Iranidachas is a similar bracha that was given to Pinchas. The Torah says, 
will give the people who carry out this act a feeling of mercy, other people will love them, and they'll grow in number. And the Tziv pointed out, this is the bracha that was given for the theoretical case of Ernidachas. Although we paskin, lo nifra, we feel that somehow the laws of Ernidachas never took place, never will take place. The din of Kanos is relegated to those extremely rare circumstances where a person who has Racha Kodesh, has this special spirit, can do it. Nevertheless, he requires the bracha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Pinchas, Hinanigno Tengdo Briti, Shalom, the gift of peace.